Welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. We thought we should find out about one of our new signings, Leon Bailey, who's new to the Premier League. So we spoke to German football expert and DW Sports reporter Max Merrill. He's also a Bayer Leverkusen fan, so he knows a lot about Bailey. I started out by asking Max what we should expect from our new man this season. Well, don't expect Jack Grealish, basically, is what I would say. He is uh, sort of more of an out-and-out winger, um, has played a bit of wing-back as well, uh, actually, for Leverkusen at times. They, they played a 3-4-3, um, so he can play that role. He does have work rate, even though there some things we'll probably get to that have been sort of criticised in terms of his desire to, to knuckle down and, and do what's expected of him. But um, I, I would say, yeah, pacey winger. Uh, someone who can cross, who can score as well. He can score when he scores. It's usually an absolute screamer. Um, mm. And, you know, he's had a bit of a, a sort of up and down few years when he first sort of joined Leverkusen after his first full season there. He was just, his stock was so high, they should maybe have cashed in on him then. <laughs> um, and uh, now I think for 30 million, considering the transfer market where you're at, I think that's a pretty good price. And like I say, pace, skill and finishing ability as well. Well, I, I've done Bundesliga highlights quite a lot over the last few years. You know, it cut and edited them for because I, I work in broadcasting and all that. And um, Leon Bailey, whenever I saw him for Leverkusen, was always a player who kind of, he, he tended to stick out and it was largely due to his pace and a bit of skill. Um, will Leverkusen fans miss him, do you think? Uh, we'll miss last season's Leon Bailey, for sure. Um, I think, you know, like I sort of touched on earlier, he's had a bit of an up and down. That That first full season, the 2017-18 season, he was just incredible. He was electrifying. Uh, he's Like you say, he does stand out just because he's a flair player as well. And uh, I think in all competitions, he scored like 12 goals or something. So he was he was a real threat, really, as, as a winger, you know. And then uh, last season, his stats were great again. But then in between the, those years, he, he kind of dropped off a little bit. And uh, it kind of looked like uh, people were really going to regret not selling him. Uh, I think Chelsea were quite interested in him uh, in 2018. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, last season's Bailey, you'd be, you'd be very happy with. And it's just a case of can he be consistent? And I mean, obviously, we say that a lot about flair players, don't we? Mm. I mean, you get, uh, you know, Villa have, have plenty of players as well who, who sort of fit that mold of who can, who can dazzle in, in, in highlights packages and who, um, you know, obviously Grealish leaving is a big blow for the club. So, yeah. so a lot of weight kind of on Leon Bailey to replicate that. I think he'll, you know, he's got the sort of energy to, to do well in the Premier League. And, and if he can sort of knuckle down and just do the hard work, then I think you'll, you'll have a lot of fans there. Because you mentioned you mentioned that he was kind of up and down, um, whereas by last season, I mean his his goals and his assists um, were pretty impressive. Um, I would say. Yeah. Um, so do you think he do you think he maybe had worked it out last season? Was he had he sort of got back to his full potential again? Yeah, and I mean last season his form picked up again, which is quite encouraging, you know, because he's obviously capable of bouncing back. Um, and I think previous the previous campaign so so not last season but the one before uh, he kind of suffered also under the just the fact that um, Kai Havertz uh, was in the squad they were playing a different system they weren't really playing with like two really wide wingers mm. I think that's when he does best when he can really hug uh, the touchline and just uh, bring in crosses or if he's on the other wing uh, he's left-footed so if he's on the right wing he can cut in so when he's 
you know, played in a system where there's not as much width, he just kind of suffers. So I think he's the type of player, if he can hug the touchline, if he can be a really out-and-out winger, or even go on the opposite flank and cut in on his left foot. But as long as he has that space to run out wide, last season he was much better again playing, uh, you know, as a winger with Moussa Diaby on the other side. Just two really fast players uh, hitting teams on the counter. And I think um, if Villa can put him in that kind of a role, they'll have a real gem. You know, it's interesting that his form was up and down and yet he's refound it by seemingly the formation he's playing in. What sort of formation were Leverkusen playing last season? Because uh, it's interesting for Villa at the moment because we've lost Grealish and we were very much a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3. And now it's quite hard to predict with our signings exactly what we are. So, I mean, what, what sort of what was the formation he excelled in last season? And do you think he has the versatility to playing a, in a whole variety of different formations? I mean... So I think important for him is that he has width. Um, Leverkusen played 4-3-3 quite a lot last season and had uh, in Lucas Alario, uh, in contrast to the previous campaign where Kai Havertz was actually playing a lot in that sort of number nine, false nine role. Um, they, he had Lucas Alario as a striker who's just, you know, classic number nine, six foot two, you know, can head, can score from, from close range. Um, so that suits him really well. What doesn't, I think, work too well is when it's more of a sort of, you know, let's move inside. Let's let's do more possession-based sort of uh, stuff. I don't think he excels there as much as when he can run in behind. Um, and also Leverkusen sometimes playing with the back three. He did play as a as a wing back, and and um, Leverkusen sometimes played a sort of lopsided back three where the the left centre back was Wendell, who's actually nominally a left back. Um, so then Leon Bailey, being the left wing back, could, you know, he wasn't. And a sort of classic wing back. He still had a left back behind him who was playing as centre back. So it kind of works ish, but I would still say a 4 3 3 is kind of where he's probably at most at home or 4 2 3 1. And uh, also, I could imagine like a 3 5 2. I know Villa have just signed Danny Ings, of course, to play and could play alongside Ollie Watkins. And so I guess if, he's, if there's a five and Leon Bailey is able to bomb up and down a bit, um, that could be something to look yeah. forward to. Um, well, that's interesting. Um, so uh, you mentioned he's, he's quite, an, he's had a few eccentric moments at Leverkusen as well. Yeah, he, he was, uh, yeah, in the headlines for the wrong reasons sometimes. Like I say, with that uh, situation of him saying, oh, the Jamaican FA sort of need to clean up their act before they can call me up. A bit weird, I find, as a young player to say stuff like that, you know, <laughs> yeah. even if it is a small nation, uh, then to refuse call-ups or kind of have him blocked off by your stepdad. I mean, okay, so Villa have signed him now, so hopefully uh, his stepdad slash, slash agent won't be sort of in the mix too much day-to-day unless uh, Leon Bailey uh, does another uh, uh, one of those moves where he tells Villa that they need to sign his uh, seemingly rather talentless uh, stepbrother. <laughs> but uh, um, I think, you know... He seems to be uh, a bit more settled now. You know, I think maybe that first season, not the first season, he was signed in a January transfer window, but that first full season for Leverkusen, being so good so quickly and being on the radar of a club like Chelsea, for instance, maybe just scrambled with his head. I, I like to think that he, especially having had one campaign where he was on the bench a lot, he's probably now a bit more humbled. And also the fact that he's, you know, he's going to Villa, which are a great club, a big club, um, but it's not a Champions League club. And I think he's had a bit of a reality check of, of sort of realising, okay, uh, I'm not, you know, Eden Hazard. Mm. So let's see, you know, if I can make a name for myself in the Premier League, uh, uh, you know, and, and have fun in front of Villa's fans, you know. And, and uh, you know, I think at Villa, he'll, 
you know, it's an exciting team. I liked uh, watching them uh, in the past seasons and, you know, they have, even with Jack Grealish gone, some really cool players and now mm. bringing in uh, the likes of Leon Bailey. It's a good sign, I think, for the club because he's, you know, he's not like um, uh, a sort of uh, a signing that maybe Sam Allardyce uh, would make. Although, no, I don't want to knock Sam Allardyce, but he's not like, he's not the type of signing that you would think, okay, just a solid sort of veteran guy who can whip in a few crosses yeah, and be yeah. like a safe guy for us in, in, a, in a perhaps relegation battle. I think Villa are showing here that, you know, they want to have style and flair and attacking uh, pace and energy. And that's the type of player that Leon Bailey is. Well, it's exciting to hear that. And it's exciting to hear that he could potentially offer like a variety of formations to, to Dean Smith. Um, do, you, do you think that, you know, Kai Havertz, for instance, and Timo Werner both took a little bit of time to adapt to English football last year. Um, not necessarily because English football is better than the Bundesliga, because I don't think it is. I think it's quite a similar standard, quite a similar style, but there is a difference, I think. Um, do you think Leon Bailey has, will, you know, do you think he's got a, a quite a natural fit in the Premier League? Well, I think he he has uh, he'll benefit from two things. One being that he's already you know he went, he was in Belgium before, so he's kind of already um, had one transition to a different league, uh, and and the Belgian league and Bundesliga are quite different as well. So um, I think he's got that going for him. You know, he he speaks really good English, obviously uh, being Jamaican, and um, so I think that'll help him as well. And he he probably really really wants to impress as well, but. I think with Kai Havertz and Timo Werner, one thing that I would always point out as well, first of all, Kai Havertz, what is his best position? It is kind of hard to say exactly, but I don't think he was used completely the right way, at least not by Frank Lampard at Chelsea. Timo Werner as well is a player that, you know, he really benefited from a very specific formation in Leipzig, that 4-2-2-2, where he had Yusuf Paulsen next to him, this sort of big number nine who could hold the ball up and he could just run off the shoulder. Um, I don't think Leon Bailey will have that problem. If he's asked to play wing back, he'll do a job. If he's asked to play as an out-and-out winger, I think he'll do an even better job. So I would actually say out of those three, he'd probably have the easiest transition. Where do you think he, I mean, I don't know how well you know Aston Villa's team now with our new signings and Grealish gone, but, you know, where do you think he will fit in ultimately with the Villa? Yeah, I think he's not, he's not going to be probably as productive as McGinn. Um, and he's not going to be the same type of player as, as Jack Grealish. But I would say, I mean, I would say he could probably be a start, starter for them. I think so. You know, he's, he's got the qualities. It's more the consistency. So if, um, if he can show early on that he can uh, even, you know, it's going to be a different type of game for him playing for a club that isn't necessarily playing for a top four finish. Mm. Um, so, you know, obviously you're going to be optimistic uh, about Villa always, but I, I would hazard a guess that they're <laughs> not going to finish in the top four. It's going to um, be tough, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be a different game for him. You know, they're going to sit maybe a little bit deeper than Leverkusen did. Um, they're going to have a slightly different sort of game plan, um, you know, just, just game to game. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily bad for him because he's so uh, good on the break. So he'll probably have uh, quite a few chances to uh, be part of counterattacks at Villa. Mm. Um, if he can prove early on that he'll bring the work rate, then I think there's no really no real reason for him to be on the subs bench. I think the, 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 the key thing for him is to show early on, I've, I've got the energy, I've got the work rate, I've got the willingness to work back because that's something he'll probably have to do a little bit more of um, depending on the formation that he's in and the role he plays. But um, I, I would say, you know, 
he's good enough to start in the Premier League. He's, uh, you know, I don't think he's good enough maybe to start for the likes of Chelsea, City, uh, United. But, um, you know, that's not what's being asked of him. And I think it's it's been quite good for him to have like a couple of seasons where he was humbled uh, to come back the way he did last season. You know, um, he, he put up some really good numbers. I think uh, in all competitions, let me let me check. Mm. Yeah, I've written it down somewhere. Uh, in all competitions, yeah, 15 goals, 11 assists uh, in 40 games. That's that's really good numbers. Really and, impressive. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and and he's done that in the Bundesliga and the Europa League. So it's a, it's a reasonable level. Um, so yeah, give him a start. Go on. And uh, <laughs> down the left will be where his his natural home will be. Yeah, unless you want him to cut in, you know, if okay. if you if you if you like like you say, if they they go for a three-five-two with with two strikers up top, and you got um, Watkins and Ings who are both good finishers uh, in the box, uh, you'd probably want him on the left just so he can whip in crosses. But if you're mm. if you're going for maybe a four-three-three, uh, I don't see anything wrong with him playing on the right. In fact, you know, statistically speaking, I think he's sort of split his time there. So he's been, he's been asked to do both, which is also quite useful. I think if if you if you're bringing in a winger who can do both for you, and he needs to slot in with the likes of McGinn, mm. um, you know he can't necessarily just demand the flank of his choice. So so you're getting a player who's done both. Um, the question marks for me a little bit the mentality, a little bit that um, that desire, the work rate. But he's he's shown that he that he's capable of returning to to his form that he brought early on, and I think. Um, now it's just a case of, of proving that it's uh, it wasn't a fluke last season. Well, that's really exciting to hear. I mean, we've got we've obviously signed Emmy Buendia for big money as well. Danny Ings, as we mentioned, and Ashley Young as well. He's back from Inter Milan. Um, so Buendia's off, often plays off the right, and Bailey on on the left. But yeah, Villa Dean Smith particularly liked to have Jack Grealish on the left, who who was a natural right footer cutting in so it will be interesting to see if that's what happens this season and he switches them up a little bit but what it definitely does for Aston Villa is um gives us a, a variety I, I would argue um a whole ream of systems we can use and one criticism of us last season was when Grealish got injured we were out for the count you know we just couldn't create we really struggled whereas now it just feels like there's so many things we could do and catch opposition teams off guard that yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's quite it's exciting. And um, listening to you talk about Leon Bailey, um, you know, and my own experience of watching him and doing the highlights of him, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I think it's a cool signing for them. And, and you know, he's not... I don't necessarily think he'll have the same type of numbers that he had last season because he's playing uh, for a club that are going to face real quality opposition and, and, and probably sit a little bit deeper. But, you know... I, I think we'll see a few highlights from Leon Bailey and, and you know, I wish him all the best. Uh, Leverkusen are a, a club that, you know, aren't, they're not a selling club, but they are a sort of platform club. They'll, they'll give players a good platform to work on and then let them leave for the right price. Uh, with Bailey, maybe should have left them leave when there were silly offers coming in. <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they played it right with uh, Kai Havertz and they've, they've, you know, they've done a decent job here with Leon Bailey. I mean, they've made a massive profit on him, uh, to say the least. But, um, you know, I think uh, for him, it's just the natural next step to, to see if he can uh, prove himself in the Premier League. And, and, you know, I think being an English-speaking guy, growing up watching the Premier League for him, it, this was, was a move that he always wanted to make. So, um, you know, he's, he's, he's leaving a club where he's had, you know, a decent amount of success. And now he's just looking for that next challenge. And at age 24... That's what you want. You want a hungry player who's had a few ups and downs, who's been able to bounce back. And uh, yeah, um, fingers crossed for him at Villa. 
So that was my chat with German football expert Max Merrill. And I don't know about you, but I think it's time to get excited about what Leon Bailey could do for Villa. If you'd like to hear more from Max, he can be found on Twitter at MaxMerrill underscore. Catch you next time, villains. And of course, up the villa. <laughs>